Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here, to keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Landon's sitting over there. He's dancing like a fanatic, man. He loves that freaking song. I love this intro. Landon, it's great to be here, man. It's, it's great, great to have you. Great to be back, Brent. Well, hey, this is the Dryline Farmer Podcast, and I'm your host, Brent Carlson, and this is episode number 15. Can you believe it? 15. They hadn't kicked us off the airwaves yet. FBI hadn't broken down the door, and Maxine Waters is still in the driveway. Well, hey, we're glad everybody's listening to us today on this Dryline Farmer Podcast. We're just having a great time, uh, and of course, more days, no rain. Let's see, Landon, what did you, well, how many days did you say we were up to, like a hundred and... I think it's 138, Brent. 138, okay, well, that's enough to get something going. Uh, her, is anybody at Hereford Grain coming in real pessimistic, or has actually got some hope over there? Oh, there's a lot of optimism there. Yeah, I bet it's just oozing out of farmers this time of the year, especially when it's... A lot of happy farmers. Oh, man, yeah. That's the epitome of farmers. As long as they get a free cap, I guess they're all right. Yeah, sometimes somehow we get blamed for a drought, too. It's kind of funny. Well, it is your fault. <laughs> it is your fault, you know, because it's not like your li- you know, the livelihood of the company relies on the uh, rain either, just, just only for farmers. It only affects farmers. So, you know, don't disrespect farmers. Hey, that's how we get into today's episode. We're talking about respect or the lack thereof. How you like that? Landon's, I edit this thing, and Landon's over there giggling like he's just found out that his best friend's not dyslexic after all. Poor Jeffrey. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, hey, yeah, we're talking about respect and um, how overrated it is to some people. And uh, so we're going to give you a few examples. We're actually going to have our first sketch of the podcast. First ever sketch. No, the Dave Chappelle show hadn't called us yet, but uh, this will be our audition tape. So we're going to get into that a little later. And uh, it's going to be really interesting. It, it took me all of, you know, 30 minutes to write, and you'll probably be able to tell why. But uh, before we go any further, we also want to remind you that uh, you got to find this place. You're going to find us on Twitter. Well, you're going to find me on Twitter. It's at Trader Brent, at Trader Brent on Twitter. And, uh, of course, we've got no Twitter landing, so you can look and search all you want. You ain't going to find him there. You might you might find somebody that's named Landon, but well, you might find somebody that's made, named Landong, but you know that's probably something you want to erase from your search history. But uh, yeah, so you're gonna find me there. Also, iTunes, man, that's our number one source. That's our number one go-to place to find this podcast. Just go in iTunes and type in the Dryline Farmer Podcast, man. You're gonna find you're gonna find so many ratings and reviews. Actually, you're not gonna find any. So right now, we're gonna ask you to give us one. We're just we're hoping and praying somebody gives us a great rating review. Hell, we'll even take a bad one at this point. But uh, so yeah, we're also on Google Play. We're also on Stitcher, man. We're uh, on SoundCloud every once in a while whenever our storage releases for the beginning of the month, which will be in three days. But so find us there. But hey, we have got an exciting 
bit of news. Today, uh, the same day that we're uh, dropping our podcast, we're going to be on the Ag News Daily podcast with uh, the hosts are Delaney Howell and uh, Mike Pearson, if you haven't already heard of them. You probably have. They're real popular in the ag broadcasting industry, but they have a weekday podcast. They do it five days a week, so you know they're working hard. They're preparing stuff. They're getting all their stuff done a whole lot quicker than we can. But uh, yeah, it's been around since about, I think, 2016. And um, like I said, they do talk a lot of mostly ag and then they talk heck they talk politics news markets and they interview folks well we're uh, we're flattered they're they're going to interview uh, me t- today on the uh, ag news daily podcast so and if you're on twitter you really want to follow them it's at ag news daily really simple at ag news daily great great podcast a uh, great couple of folks that host that podcast so look for us on there and um, it's going to be real exciting we're going to talk a little farming and we're going to talk a little dryline farmer podcast so check that out and it'll drop today but for me and Landon right now, we're talking about respect today. And uh, I know I, you know, I probably disrespected you quite a few times in the, back in high school when we were hanging out. But uh, you know, I just kind of figured you liked it that way. Oh yeah, it's always good to be put in your place. Trust me, nobody knows that better than I do. I was put in my place more time. I ran out of places to be put in. But um, see, so yeah, people, you know, you always watch TV and you see these guys are always talking about respect. And one of the rings that one of the uh, movies that really brought me brought that to my attention, was the Fast and Furious franchise. The one franchise where they simply haven't made enough movies to burn that thing out yet. So, yeah, good old Vin Diesel. I mean, I'm happy that this feller's making, you know, a few billion a year just from making, you know, Hot Wheels movies every every other year. But, um, you know, he's just, he's overplaying his hand on respect. So we came up with a few, you know, a few little snippets of information that we thought of Vin that he might appreciate, you know, so he doesn't look like just a total bag the next time he does Fast and Furious 37. So um, I'm watching, what is it, like Fast and Furious, like, 7. Anyway, so the opening, they always have the opening scene where there's just a massive, stupid, completely unbelievable car race. Well, in this race, Ovin, he uh, takes some, he takes this big bet against this guy, and of course they're in, like, Brazil or Argentina where the girls don't hardly have any clothes on. But So he drives a car... And uh, it's the, the largest piece of crap you've ever seen in your life. A Pinto thinks this thing's a piece of crap. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, he thinks he's going to race this guy in his big souped-up Camaro. But, no, he's got to race it in this dumpster fire. Anyway, so he's like, his buddies are like, dude, we can't look at this thing. We can't race it. So what he does is, is all of a sudden he strips it down to nothing but the chassis and an engine block. And then he puts, like, a, a, a Coca-Cola tab on the, uh, I don't know, like on the intake valve. He's like... Hey, this is your this is your all natural NOS, man. Anyway, so these guys go off and they race, and of course, anyway, Vin's car lights on fire, and he's driving just like this erupted volcano down the down the stretch. And um, so, anyway, long story short, the dude wins, of course. But before he, you know, before he ends the race, the car goes off in the ocean and you know incinerates. But um, so the guys meet up, and he's like, "Hey, man, that was a good race, man. Here, here's my car," because they're racing for pink slips, right? He's like, hey, man, keep your car. You got my respect. Says a guy that just almost killed 15 children, 13 dogs, and 15 prize cockfighting roosters as they drove down the streets of Brazil. Yeah, dude, you've got a whole lot of respect to hand out. Jeez. Yeah, if you find yourself racing another individual for his or her pink slip, then you've already been disrespectful to your brain. Only homeless would do this. Yeah, winning a race but killing a dog in doing so will earn you no respect. <laughs> also, forcing millions to watch all six or seven or eight hundred of your 
crappy racing movies is in no way worthy of respect. Hell, pretty much just be respectful of the speed limits and don't be an idiot while driving and you'll earn respect. You know, if you're making a few million, an ep- you know, few mil- yeah, they are episodes at this point. You know, if you're making a few million every time your movie comes out, then I mean, hey, what are we going to say to you? But so, yeah, that kind of uh, that kind of got me into the whole respect thing. You know, Vin Diesel, I mean, I got to hand it to him. Like I said, he's making a lot of money, but, you know, give us a break. I just never understand why he never drives a diesel in these movies. You know, I mean, Ford's got some pretty good... Those power strokes, man, they freaking light off the line like a Camaro, dude. What a what a waste of a name. I know, power stroke. I mean, yeah, they didn't get that from the San Fernando Valley of California with all the porn <laughs> shops they got going on down there. California, they, they're just a wholesome state. It's it's wonderful. Well, before we go any further, you know, we got Ray Ricardo. He's at the back. He's itching at the belt to get his uh, weather report out for this week. Um, I think mostly he's excited because uh, he's not embarrassed about the radio spot he's got to do for the advertisement this week. So maybe he's a little more excited about getting to do his weather spot. Unfortunately, he's got no good news, I'm afraid to tell us, for the Texas Panhandle, Oklahoma Panhandle, or any of the state of Kansas as far as precipitation goes on. So before we go any further, we're going to have our, yeah, our Radio Ricardo and our sponsor this week is, um, and Landon actually found this sponsor for us. It's 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 a dating website. It's called Respect Your Elders, and it's pretty much what it sounds like. Respect your elders. That for that silver-haired friend in your life, respectyourelders.com. So, uh, Radar Ricardo, you'll get to talk about them, and uh, we'll be back from our sponsor right after this. Well, hello there, good friend. Are you newly single? Have you just... Surely you just didn't leave the funeral and you're already looking us up. That would be wrong. Well, here at RespectYourElders.com That's right. RespectYourElders.com Finally a place for you. A senior citizen. A possible World War II veteran. Are you tired of being lonely? Has it only been a week since you got widowed? Well, here at RespectYourElders.com We'll find that new mate you've always been wanting, that husband you just buried after 50 years and you just tolerated for 40. Well, find someone you love. That's right. Do you need to find someone to swap stories about that old blizzard of 55? Well, you've come to the right place. Get your great-grandkids on the computer and have them set you up a login set you up a password something well you won't remember it but write it down because you'll want it because here at respectyourelders.com you'll be able to find that age-appropriate mate you've always wanted to be with that's right this is the tender for the greatest generation that's right you know it after you won that war it all went downhill from there RespectYourElders.com You'll forget you're lonely for a whole nother reason. The right reason. RespectYourElders.com Look us up. Today, you may not have much time left. Hey, this is Radar Ricardo de la Serio, bringing your weekly Israeli Farmer podcast weather update. Uh-oh, Mato, more bad news from the weather front. 
more bad news from the dating scene when it comes to weather phenomenon. That's right. La Nina, El Nino, man, they're on Splitsville. Man, they broke up faster than the Gaston purchased from Mexico in the United States. Gaston. Man, I still hit that piece of lingo. Hey, nonetheless, Pato, if you're the one, you're the one that's gonna pay because the Texas Panhandle is the proverbial a hole in the chimichanga, Pato, because it's gonna rain all around you. The East Coast, West Coast, nah, the Midwest, well, okay, maybe from only Texas to North Dakota, right down the middle, Pato, right up and down that zipper. There ain't gonna be no rain for at least seven days, and that's who needs it the most. I know they've already got like a, like a foot in Dallas, Pato, you know, but hey, that's what they expect it to rain there, you know. Where you live in the Texas Panhandle? Ah, you don't ever expect it. But hey, you know, that's how it goes. Ah, ah, ah. Hey, Fritz, we're, we're a little happier with this, uh, huh? Yeah, Diego, I got it right here. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, respectyourelders.com. But though, you're tired of all those, all of those websites for those young folks, those whippersnappers? Well, Vato, this is for the silver-haired people in your life. You have a widow or a widower who's looking to share their stories of the winter of 1955? Well, Vato, we've got the website for you. You just go on over there and find your wrinkly butt a mate. You just swipe right or swipe left. That's all it takes. That's right, Vato, because at Respect Your Elders, they're all looking for a good time on the senior scene. Hey, this is Radar Ricardo de la Ferio with your Dryland Farmer podcast weather update. And back to you. Hey, Diego, call my grandma, Vato. She needs a boyfriend. See, Radar Ricardo, that's not so bad. That, that was an easy spot this week. And we appreciate you um, appreciate you being a good sport as always. We're in our second segment here, and um, we're going to turn, we're going to switch gears a little bit from the uh, lower to middle class uh, world of drag racing to a uh, completely lower class culture of, uh, of, you know, it's more of a detained respect. Kind of an inside-outside world thing. That's right. You're, you guessed it. It's prison respect. And if anybody watches Lockdown as much as I do, or has watched The Shawshank Redemption as many times as I have, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Because I love watching that stuff. And all you ever see on those episodes of Lockdown and that movie of Shawshank Redemption is respect. And uh, the delightful people that live in these places that are handing out the respect and thinking they are getting disrespected when the respect doesn't come around. And uh, they think they're disrespected, like some Social Security-only income crossing guard is getting the bird flipped to him by a bunch of seven-year-old overprivileged brats every weekday afternoon. But And it's just not the case. But So we've kind of come up with another list. We love lists over here on the Dryland Farmer podcast. Even Landon does. So Landon, you uh, came out with a good little list of uh, prison respect, we'll call it. We'll call this the prison respect list by Landon. T. Nolan. Landon, take it away. Thanks, Brent. Well, for starters, it's important to earn respect, and Andy Dufresne earned a lot of respect from his fellow inmates by crawling through a river of yeah and coming out clean on the other side. Well, except for all the pink eye hepatitis and cholera. But Sounds like a dip in the Tierra Blanca Creek. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't go chasing those golf balls. Those aren't mud cat you're fishing for. Oh, brother. But, in seriousness, new prisoners must establish who they are in prison culture hierarchy once arriving to the facility. Crimes such as murder and big-time robbery are very well respected, sometimes leading to certain inmates being viewed as heroes. On the other hand, someone who is dating a three-year-old can receive quite the, quite the 
polar opposite effect. Yeah, they're they're probably not getting favorite cellmate of the year. That's for sure. And people find out about what you're in for. Yeah, I always wonder how that gets out. Mm. Next up, usually those convicted of sex crimes are considered low man on the totem pole. And trust me, in prison you don't want to be on a totem pole. That that's a that's a trip I don't want to take. <laughs> Next up is prisoners who are not respected, and these usually include snitches, punks, and those who have acquired a certain jailhouse religion, the latter of which is usually put to the test to see if their faith can match the talk. Or walk the walk. Testify. Prison debt is also big when it comes to respect. Someone who doesn't pay a debt has lost respect and is most likely in danger. Debts may include cigarettes, reading materials, conjugal visits, and rope rope use for the soap. I've, I've never understood, and I've always said that I'm glad I'm not in prison because I drop the soap in the shower a lot. Yes. It would, I would have to have a good rope, like a really good rope. And finally, basically, if you're doing all the taxes for pretty much everyone associated with the prison, then you can rest assured that the person or persons raping you will get their legs destroyed by the guards, unless you're into that type of thing, in which case there's nothing wrong with that. I don't know. Doing somebody's 1040 just doesn't seem worth the problems, worth the cost. I wonder, wonder what kind of deductions you get in prison, Landon. <laughs> do you get... Do you get... <laughs> well, I think you can write off pride, Brent. You can write off your virginity, I can tell you that. <laughs> I wonder if being someone's bitch can be considered contract labor. <laughs> You know, some some deposits you just don't want to report. And don't even don't even get me started on back taxes. Jeez, that's terrible. Uh I I get I know one thing, you can probably put your assets on an accelerated appreciation schedule. <laughs> Ugh. That would be terrible. Ugh, that's gotta be the most terrible place to be. Well, um yeah, so that's just some of our very mature thoughts that we came up with when it comes to uh yeah, I bet you didn't know you were going to get a tax lesson on uh, prison taxes this week. But, uh, hey, you don't ask for it, you're going to get it anyway. Well, that leads us into our first. We've kind of got to call it a sketch or you kind of call it. We we might make a little prediction of what actually goes on in uh, in prison. And I love, like I said, I love watching Lockdown and all those all those uh, prison shows. And um, so, you know, I always love the interview. I always love the interview with the with the prisoner who thinks he went to like he thinks he's like a Rhodes scholar this guy thinks he went to Oxford and you know got degrees in particle physics and English literature and um, all kinds of stuff and he just thinks he's just the most intelligent guy in the world and then the, you know in the meantime for the next 50 years he's sitting in an 8 by 8 cell with somebody named Susie but um so we 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 found we came across this interview and um it's really interesting it's kind of kind of a uh, repeats a lot of what I've seen on TV and the lockup shows and uh, this and that. So we're going to we're gonna run that tape, and um, we overheard it. We went ahead and recorded it. We've got all the rights, and we've got all the reservations to it. So this is completely and totally uh, on, on, the, on the mark. So take a listen to this tape and uh, see what you think. Hello again, folks. This is your host, Dan, here at the Maximum Security Clement Unit. And joining us today to give us his insight on prison respect is Lee Harvey. So, Lee Harvey, you're in solitary confinement for the next four months. 
Can you tell us why you are here and not in general population with your other inmates? Well, Dan, I've already offered my introspection on the day's previous events. However, for the sake of this interview, I will refine myself to the concise and relevant points to incident in question. First, I must convey the fact that it was Taco Tuesday, so I was already in an unsettling mood. My cell block D-Bitch had just paroled and the bedsheets of my shell got washed. Now, as you know, I've read all of Freud's dissertations and essays, and he says that true anger is the feeling you manifest in your own self-worth. Well, my self-worth is criticized and threatened on Taco Tuesday. Righto. As I read through the incident report, it states, Inmate Harvey, a.k.a. the Fluffy Slipper, assaulted and lacerated inmate James Earl Ray, also known as Hershey Kisses, with a remodified spork. Could you just go into what led up to this incident? Well, as I previously stated, I was already in an undesirable place, emotionally, which I have already argued to the overly Anglo-Saxon appeal board, as I am a self-identifying Cherokee Indian, that I should be acquitted of all the charges due to my already unbalanced state at the time of the attack. However, I will indulge a query. I had just finished my third reading of my favorite William Faulkner book, a Rose for Emily, a touching commentary on the trials of a dyslexic girl in an abusive home. This was after I had just finished reading the entire Bible in one evening. It's a swell read. I had already been in the queue for 15 minutes to receive my noontime rations when I had seen Hershey was on chow duty. I pulled up to his station where he was slopping out the beans. At this point, he takes a large spoonful of beans and drops it into the middle compartment of my serving tray. Now, I have already told him many times that I always take my beans in the front right compartment of my serving tray. So, I took this as a sign of disrespect. So, you know, I had to cut him. Blimey, you took it as a sign of disrespect from the simple act of another inmate serving you your beans in a different compartment of your tray? Sounds like a bit of an overreaction, wouldn't you say? Now see, this is what you civilians don't understand. We live by a code here in the wild, and if you disrespect someone, you have to pay the toll. And quite frankly, my bloke, I would probably have to scrape your butt cheeks with a brick right now because you have disrespected me by asking me that kind of a question. I don't want to, but it's the code. You have to respect the code. There's just simply no way around it. You want to assault me for simply asking a question? This is an interview. You've got to understand this life. On the inside, we have boundaries. Even I'm not immune, and I'm the baddest prisoner in this joint. Oh, bloody hell, how so? Where do you think we get our nicknames from? It's from the first time we ever disrespected another. So, how did you get the name The Fluffy Slipper? I was a first-timer, doing a nickel for holding up a merry-go-round with a crossbow. It was the same type of situation Hershey found himself in yesterday. I had been drafted by one of the most influential inmates in the prison to be his personal assistant. And one day as I was on bathroom duty, my boss came in to partake in his daily requirements. As he sat down in the stall, he had noticed that there was no cheek checks in his station. Already upset, he yelled at me and brought to bring him a fresh roll. Unfortunately for myself, I incorrectly installed the new roll on the dispenser. In correctly? Yes. To my chagrin, 
I had forgot that he liked his paper being pulled from over the top of the roll rather than from the bottom of the roll, and he rightfully noticed my disrespect due to my lack of memory on his account. So this, this begs the question, why Fluffy Slipper? Since I was known to have hairy feet, I had to clean him up every morning for a year with my foot. Must have been a tough year. Yeah, you tell that to Hershey Kisses. <laughs> I love how the interviewer laughs there at the end of the interview. I'm sure he didn't get cut after that was going on. Oh, man, that was beautiful right there. Oh, our first ever sketch, and it was just as bad as we'd hoped it'd be. Well, I, you know, that brings us a couple more points. I don't know if we, uh, we didn't get to it in the first part of this segment, but we came up with a list of people who are way too easily offended when it comes to uh, the uh, issue of respect. And um, well, let's just switch off a little bit here, Landon. Um, I came up with a few here. As we already discussed, prisoners, drag racers, boxers, rappers, you know, pretty much anyone with a face tattoo driving down the highway. Abusive fathers in movies. Abusive fathers in real life. Women. <laughs> old people. Anyone who is way too attached to their Ford. Anyone who is way attached to their Chevy. And anyone on Facebook that you might disagree with. Now, to put this in a little more serious effect, we farmers need to be sure that we're not getting a little too overly sensitive on the whole respect thing. Because, you know, like after that whole Dodge commercial with uh, Paul Harvey during the Super Bowl here a few years ago, oh man, us farmers, we were the salt of the earth, and a good portion of us are. But whenever I see one of my farmer friends' wives driving around in an Escalade or a large Suburban with farm tags on the back of their car, it kind of puts me in a bad mood because that gives us a bad rap. Man, when you when your wife has got an $80,000 sled going down the road and she's got farm tags on there, like you couldn't afford the 60 bucks to put regular tags on there because that lady ain't even bringing food to the field. But on the flip side of the coin, I do have a friend that her mom does go to the feed store about once a week and she gets about eight bags of cake and throws a mineral tub in the back of her Suburban. So she's okay. She's cool. But you can also tell that that Suburban driving down the road ain't $80,000 anymore. It's a 400,000-mile farm wagon. So just uh, keep yourselves in check, farmers. You know why I can say it? Because I am one. Yeah, yeah, we grow food to feed the world. But I'm willing to bet the vast, almost unanimous populace of the American farming population are in it to make money and provide for their families. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. As a matter of fact, you wouldn't even be farming if you weren't making a profit, or at the very least, breaking even. So just check yourselves before you wreck yourselves, farmers. I'm talking to everybody out there. That's including me. Yeah, and quit plowing up your neighbor's turn row. Sorry about that, Landon. I didn't have anywhere else to go. Of course, I don't plow, so what are we talking about? That's not me. That's, o that's okay, Brent. I'm going to add two inches of rain to your rain gauge next time we get a sprinkle. Yeah, you would, bag. Well, hey, that's disrespectful, by the way, and I might have to cut you for it. Well, hey, that's going to wrap up this exciting episode of the Dryland Farmer Podcast. We hope you had just a wonderful time listening to it. And be sure to catch us today on Ag News Daily with Mike Pearson and Delaney Howe. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome time. We might even get to promote our podcast. And uh, be sure and check them out. It's at Ag News Daily if you're on Twitter, at Ag News Daily. We might even have to talk to her sometimes, so... Until next time, you keep those uh, tractors going through the road and quit plowing up your damn neighbor's turn row because all that's doing is disrespecting them. Until next time, Landon, you be good. Oh, yeah, we're going to respect that dry line. That's right. That's right. Hey, here comes that music. Here comes it. 
What side of the line are you on? The Dry Line Farmer Podcast brought to you by RespectYourElders.com The Dry Line Farmer Podcast, all rights reserved, 2018.